Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with a promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegley here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. All right, Don, so it is game week again for the Tar Heels. This time they are going to be facing off against the Pittsburgh Panthers this Saturday in Keene Stadium as the new home opener, considering that the game against UCF was canceled. I mean, all in all, Don, I think that this was probably the best decision for UNC, not only for the fans and safety, but also just for the program. I don't think Carolina has great experience playing in subprime weather conditions uh, under Coach Larry Fedora. And, you know, I mean, this hurricane that came through, it really did cause a lot of damage. So I I definitely think that that was the right decision in the end. No, I absolutely agree. And I think that um, I hope that they learned from what happened a couple of years ago when Hurricane Matthew came through. Um, On a personal note, how's uh, are you staying dry over there? Yeah, my area over here in Orange County is is okay. Um, there's some storms this morning. We're recording this on Monday morning, everybody. But, you know, overall, we avoided the worst of it. But, you know, looking at what happened in the rest of North Carolina, I mean, there are a lot of people that that is not the case for. So I know rescue efforts and everything are still underway. Um, just, you know, want to encourage everyone to still stay safe. And hopefully everyone will just work through this. Absolutely, absolutely. We actually, my family, we we escaped it. Um, I don't want to say escape. We didn't evacuate or anything like that. We just live in Holly Springs, so it didn't it didn't get hit as hard as other areas. Definitely not as hard as other areas. Um, but uh, my wife and I, we we are we've had a visit to uh, see my parents in Philadelphia overdue. So we were like, oh, what a better weekend to do that than a weekend where everybody else is going to be crazy and buying bread, buying water, and uh, you know, we might be without power, but I think talking to our neighbors, you know, we actually, our neighborhood didn't lose any power or anything like that. So, so we're good. And I, and I do uh, hope that everybody is uh, safe and, and uh, you know, all those areas that got hit really, really hard. The irony of all that was I was supposed to make a trip down that direction. UNC had offered um, a a safety down there. And then is also looking at a defensive uh, lineman in that area. And I was supposed to make that trip, uh, early last week so um um so you know gonna try to see if i can get down there as soon as possible but it's probably going to be a while before the conditions are going to be good enough for that to happen yeah i would say so what's the name of the prospect and uh, what 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 year class is he in oh we want to keep that stuff on the wraps because we don't want to uh keep it a secret until we can open up that box okay well a little bit of teaser then uh on the inside carolina podcast 
But hey, guys, let's go ahead and before we get started into really the meat of everything here, um, we are doing, and when I say we, I mean Inside Carolina, are doing another ticket giveaway. Now, we talked about this last week. Don, these are a pair of tickets that Inside Carolina is giving out every home game to some of our listeners to the IC podcast. These are at the midfield close to the 50-yard line in the second level underneath the overhang. You get to sit next to the illustrious Buck Sanders and very close to Tommy Ashley if you win these tickets. And all you have to do is you just have to enter the code, actually both on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board, I believe on the regular Tar Pit uh, Message Board as well. And the code for this week for the pit game is going to be 1974. So again, head over to Inside Carolina, enter that code 1974 to be entered into the drawing to win those two tickets. All right, Don. So uh, you've you know, kind of started this thing off with a little bit of mystery there with the. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I can I comment on the tickets real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I mean, I think it's a a great prize because one, you get to maybe. I guess gain some wisdom from Buck, and yet you're still close enough to throw things at Tommy. I mean, I just I don't know of a better seating situation that you could think of. I'm still waiting for you to create like ten burner accounts and just you know send send in that that code and try I'm gonna to win. Eventually it. win. I'm gonna eventually win, but I think I'm going to be uh, found out obviously when I show up to the game and sit next to Buck. So, but, but, but at that point, it's it's just too late. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean, I agree. They're, they're great tickets, and that would be a an awesome way to watch a Carolina football game. So you know, definitely enter there, everybody. But anyways, getting back to to football recruiting. So with the first home game of the season now being against Pitt coming up this Saturday, I don't know about you, Don, but in in my eyes, I think that this is going to have a little bit more, shall we say, pizzazz to it than what would have been a home opener against UCF. That's even aside from just everything that was going on on the outside with the weather and people's concerns. I think that just having an ACC game as your opening home game is going to generate much more fan excitement, much more buzz, which hypothetically should lead to a better recruiting environment. Let's start the discussion off there. What do you think about that kind of point of view? No, I definitely agree. I think it's going to help the the environment. I think the challenge is going to be is that even though it's technically the home opener, the way that the recruits saw it was that the the game against UCF was the home opener. So they um, a lot of them made their plans, made their schedule um, set up so that they would attend that home opener this past this past Saturday. So now the challenge is going to be to get some of those guys who had intended on attending the UCF game and having them switch their plans, potentially switch their plans. I mean, some of them might've had the weekend open, but uh, you know, switch the plans to attend now this Saturday's game. So that's going to be a little, little bit of a challenge, but I agree that the, uh, that the fan base um, should be a little bit more excited for an ACC game, as opposed to a game against a, you know, actually, I mean, a really good um, group of five 
team. So it's 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 going to be interesting. The only thing, other thing is, um, how does the hurricane, the after effects of the hurricane factor in? Are people going to be more eager to go to a game and kind of get away from things, or are they going to have a whole lot of responsibilities and it's still kind of picking up the pieces and won't be able to make the game? So so there, there there's that uh, variable to the the whole thing also. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point there. That you know the the crowd it really could swing either way. I mean, I would imagine that Carolina, the university, would probably have some sort of maybe message or something in reference to the hurricane and and all of that before the game. So you know, I'm sure that there will be maybe they'll advertise for like relief or something like that. So you know mm-hmm. that could turn into a positive message. So and you mentioned the you know the schedules are going to have to be worked around now, and that's going to impact a lot of UNC's recruiting footprint. The Charlotte area kind of got their rain yesterday. Eastern North Carolina has been getting rain very very heavily for several days now. So is that just something where the list of guys who we might expect to see on Saturday, I'm guessing that's not going to be finalized until much later on in the week for this one. Yeah, it's going to be a different, a different scenario because like I was kind of alluding to the opener is something that, you know, uh, you know, will say, okay, I'm going to attend UNC's opener on such and such date. And that's usually kind of set up, a couple of weeks in advance. Usually during the season, they start to kind of plan their schedules the week of, and they might have certain weekends that are kind of designated for certain games. So the, the issue is going to be is the guys who planned on attending the home opener who already have, I guess, this weekend kind of um, saved for another game. You're, you're trying to talk those guys into switching is going to be the key for North Carolina. I don't know who what those guys are, who those guys are, but um, that's going to be the important part. And, and really, I mean, they had a huge group scheduled for the, the opener. Um, and that's just how it is. And we've talked about this a couple of times in the podcast. The home opener just seems to, to just really attract a lot, of, a lot of commits and a lot of the uh, top targets, uh, particularly from the underclassmen. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how, much of the, how many of those guys end up making it to, to this weekend. I mean, there's going to be a good group. I don't want to downplay that there's not going to be um, you know, a, a good group out there. There's definitely going to be a good group, but is it going to match what would have been for the home opener, the initial home opener? And so, like I said, I mean, news on that will kind of be trickling in throughout the week. Just as if you had to make a best guess right now, Don, as things stand on Monday morning, what do you think that group could end up looking like? Do you think it will be on the larger side or is it just really too uncertain to say right now? Well, it's too uncertain to say, but if if I had to, I guess, throw out some opinions on it, I think that it will be smaller than what was anticipated for the UCF game. I think you'll get a, a large group of the commits coming because they were going to, they were going to come regardless. And and usually, what ends up happening with commits, they try to attend every single game, and then life starts to kind of get in the way, and then they miss a couple of the the latter games of the season. Um, and I think um, some of the in-state guys, the I'm talking about the the underclassmen, which I know a lot of um, UNC fans are on program to kind of worry about those guys, but that this is, and we've talked about this before, uh, this season is really, as far as visitors, is really going to be kind of focused on, on those guys. Um, I mean, obviously you want your remaining 2019 targets to get on campus, but it's just unrealistic 
to, to think that they're going to be on, on, on campus every single weekend. You'll be lucky to get one visit out of them during the, during the, uh, the season. But you know, for the underclassmen, the 2020, 2021s, those are the guys who are really kind of eager to get out to games and, and really excited to get out to games. And in some situations, you know, North Carolina is one of just a handful of schools that have offered them. So the competition to get them on campus on a Saturday is not as, uh, is not as great. You know, it's not as many, many schools vying for them to get on campus. So I think it will be a good group. I just think that um, it, it will be less than what the, the expected was for the uh, UCF game. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Do you need a quick, easy lunch or tailgate option for football season? Well, Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill is your place to go to for a tasty and efficient dining solution. Our guys at Jersey Mike Subs have partnered with Inside Carolina to offer a great deal for the Inside Carolina podcast listeners. Right now, you can use the code HEELS15 to get 15% off of your order. This is an online promotion only, so you go to jerseymikes.com backslash order. It will show the locations nearest to you. You click order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter that HEELS15 code, and you get that 15% off of your whole order. You can use it for lunch, for a small group, or a big tailgating order. You get to skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way. You can do it today. Place an online order at one of the four Chapel Hill and Hillsborough locations. It's a super easy process. Just remember that code HEELS15. There are three locations in Chapel Hill on Elliott Road, off of MLK, right off of I-40, and at the Falcon Bridge Shopping Center on 54. There's also one in Hillsborough, right off of exit 261 on I-40. And look for Jersey Mike's inside of Keene Stadium and with the tailgate guys this fall. And also, there are two new locations coming soon to the area. There's, there will be one opening near Briar Chapel in Chatham County and then off of 15501 in Durham. There's no denying that Jersey Mike subs are delicious, so take advantage of this deal and support the IC podcast. Now, Don, you are doing this podcast while you're in Philadelphia. For anyone yes. that, that may be listening in, you know, if the audio sounds a little bit off, that's why. But, you know, Don, the best in business, never lets down the IC podcast listeners. But here in Jersey Mike subs, since you are up there in Philly, we've talked about this before, man. You know, h- how many Philly subs have you consumed at, at this point, Don? Like five? Uh, unfortunately just one so far but we're definitely going to grab another one before we we head out so um, i mean it's definitely yeah we we got to get get a couple meals worth of it for sure (laughs) nice well let's go ahead and um and and, you know talk a little bit more about recruiting here don so we talked about the the importance of the opening game now what about the fact that the heels have lost a home game now for the season don do you think that since UNC is right now, as things stand today, looking at only five total home games, do you think that will cause Larry Fedora to try to jam as many recruits into these games as possible, given that now they have lost the opportunity to get some of these guys on, on campus, even if not for official visits, for unofficial visits? And overall, we may see larger numbers of recruits visiting this season than we saw last season? I don't think the plan changes from a week-to-week basis. I think they'll try to target the same amount as they would have if they had the UCF game. I think where it does does affect the overall recruiting picture because that's one one less opportunity to 
get recruits on campus, especially since with the way that the NCAA recruiting calendar has you know kind of worked itself out, you know, in, in recent years, you know, we have that dead period that uh, ends the summer. And so UNC hasn't had recruits on campus since, you know, they had that one week in July and then they had, you know, a good portion of June. I mean, that's, that's a long time since, since UNC's had recruits on campus. And so, you know, um, you would have liked to kind of, um, I guess, break that, that, that streak this past Saturday. And so obviously you weren't able to do that. So, you know, they'll, they'll do that on this Saturday. So it's just one less opportunity. And, and I mean, I'm sure that there's some recruits out there who are kind of eager to get back or eager to make their first visits and they weren't, they, they have to prolong that opportunity. But uh, I don't think from a game to game standpoint, there is much change. I think they're, they're going to try to get really for the most part, they try to get as many guys on campus every weekend, regardless of the, the situation. I think that would be the same. Maybe, Maybe we do see a couple of um, bigger weekends as far as um, numbers wise with with you know top recruits because I mean for those who have followed this for a long time know I mean there are I don't know there's definitely you know over a hundred or so um, recruits every single home game for at UNC but the percentage of those guys who are legitimate UNC targets is probably I don't know maybe like ten percent. So um, maybe that percentage goes up a little bit higher now that uh, you have one less home game. Hmm. That's an interesting way to to think about it because, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's always a large group. It's just not every one of those guys, like you said, Don, is one of the higher rated prospects that maybe fans will be familiar with the name of. So when it comes to that, you think that that, that's maybe where the, the staff will put their more priority on is getting those guys on campus now for the rest of the year? I, well, I think that they always, that's always a priority to try to get those guys on campus every week. But in reality, those guys are, especially the top, top, top targets. I mean, every school is trying to get them on campus. So it's harder to do every single week. But now that you have one less week, then it's just the percentage of top targets. Just, I, I believe it will increase. Uh, but I mean, I don't think it changes any sort of mindset or game plan for recruiting because the coaches are trying to get those guys on campus. I just think that with one less week, the top guys who are going to visit that first week will now, they might not visit this week, but maybe they'll visit later on in the season when, um, you know, they have another weekend that's, that's opened up. And that just, it just kind of just, um, it, it will bring up the, the quantity of the top targets and bring up the percentage of, of how many top targets as, uh, as opposed to, you know, um, you know, recruits who are just coming that UNC might not have a huge interest in. All right. Gotcha, man. Well, let's go ahead and kind of close out the podcast on talking about one of UNC's commitments who's had a pretty good start to the season. Now, this is actually someone that you and I talked to on the pod a couple of weeks ago. It is safety Giovanni Biggers. And you've been posting some stats on Twitter about Giovanni. So actually, let's start start off there, because for those that may not be following you on social media or may not know kind of what you do over the weekends, Don, uh, let everyone know how you get the word out there about how UNC commitments are doing during their high school football seasons. Well, we've been doing this actually for years. Um, we It's called the the high school weekend scoreboard or, or something along those lines. And, and basically I tried to track all of, or really all of UNC's uh, uh, top recruits, including the commits. 
and just you know, how their teams fared and what uh, what did they do in, in those games, you know, with stats and that sort of thing. And so we put it all together in one nice little package and we posted it on Sunday mornings because while the majority of recruits play on Fridays, there is a good portion that play on Saturdays, particularly the, the schools up in the uh, Northeast, um, you know, New Jersey, they play a lot of Saturday games. Um, Pennsylvania, they play a lot of Saturday games. So we want to get it all together all at once and, and figuring really there's no point posting on Saturday because everybody's focused on the college games that day. So we just, you know, get it all ready and uh, post on Sundays. And then throughout Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, um, I tweet out just the uh, the UNC commit stats just to kind of let everybody know just what they did. So if they don't if they didn't have a chance to look at the scoreboard, they can see what each recruit did. And and really, you know, you know, Biggers, uh, Biggers is having a great year, even though his team is 0-3. You know, he had uh, this week he, he had a catch, um, 13 tackles um, the week prior. He had an interception. Um, but, you know, the guy who really now he didn't play this weekend. Um, they had an off week, but um, uh, Wilton Spotsville has been having an unbelievable season. He plays for Havelock, which is, you know, they're they have one of the stronger offenses, pound for pound throughout the the state. And you know they they're always competing for state championships. And he has become kind of the the go to guy within that offense. And, and his numbers have just been off the charts. I mean, he's running in scores. He's he had a uh, kick return. I mean, he's a bunch of um, obviously receiving touchdowns. And, you know, I broke down his film actually last week in one of our um, film reviews uh, pieces. And, you know, the thing that I love about him, if you watch his film, these aren't a lot. Yeah, he does catch some deeper balls. He definitely does. But the majority of his uh, you know receptions or the majority of the ways that he gets the ball in his hands are on on shorter passes, usually bubble screens, or some sort of, um, you know, whether he's a wildcat quarterback or they're handing the ball off to him. And then he just makes plays happen, which to me is is extremely impressive. And as I kind of said in, in the piece, I mean, he literally, as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, he turns into a running back. I mean, he, he you know, runs forward um, with a forward lean. You know, he'll, he'll um, you know, hurdle guys. He'll... Um, you know, run over guys. Um, you know, he has some good vision and that sort of thing. He's the guy I, th- I feel like has really been kind of turning it on and and uh, proving UNC correct in their evaluation. Because a lot of schools were a little bit um, they were a little bit hesitant to to pull the trigger on on offering him. But uh, you know, playing for a program like Havelock, I mean, they've produced a lot of really good players. So um, and he seems like he's going to be the next really good player. Let's just take a quick break, guys, to talk about a way to go travel. Do you want a simple, easy, and better way to travel to UNC football or basketball road games? Well, now is your chance. Heels Travel is partnered with the Inside Carolina podcast to provide an easy and safe travel for select UNC away games. Chuck Joyce, the president of A Way to Go Travel, is a Greensboro native and a diehard Carolina fan. He wanted to find a better, easier, and more efficient way to get fans to away games. So right now, Heels Travel is selling packages to get you to the Virginia game in Charlottesville on October 27th. This is a one-day bus trip from Chapel Hill. The leaves should be changing, and it is a great chance to check out a great town and cheer on the heels. It makes the process easy. 
You can ride with other diehard UNC fans, and you don't have to worry about parking or even having to drive. It's a win-win. So you can visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. Also, Heels Travel is selling packages for the UNC basketball games in Las Vegas over Thanksgiving weekend. There's no better way to spend the holiday than watching the Tar Heels play two games in the desert and enjoying everything that Las Vegas has to offer. That package includes a round-trip airfare from RDU, round-trip transportation from the airport to the hotel, and a three-night stay at the Aria Resort and Casino. So again, visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 book. Well, Spotsville was actually the second name that I wanted to talk about, Don. So you've mentioned, you know, his his uh, just a- accomplishment so far in the season. Having watched now kind of his continued development, where do you think he's going to fit in for the heels? Because like you said, and as you mentioned in your piece, he does have that capability to really run and turn into an almost running back once the ball's in his hands. So do you think he could develop into more of like an A-back role for the heels, or do you think he's going to settle into that slot receiver spot? Well, I actually, I mean, I think he's going to be a receiver. I know everyone kind of, I guess, I maybe took my my um, description literally that that he potentially could be a running back. I don't, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he was converted to running back, but I don't see that I see that North Carolina they want a bunch of different types of receivers so that they can do you know their offense is is at its best when you have a bunch of different guys that do a bunch of different things and I think they would love to have a guy who you can throw a short pass to and turn into a running back essentially run over a cornerback and then put a move on a safety and take it to the house. And, and and that's the type of receiver that that he is. Now, could he play running back? Sure. Maybe, maybe he could. But I don't know if he has the um, the instincts of a running back. You know, he, he can get by in certain scenarios. But I think that um, I would feel much more comfortable with other guys, such as Josh Henderson, if we're going to keep it with this class, to, you know, to play you know, running back as opposed to uh, Spotsville. But I, I think that he's going to bring a lot to this offense, and he's going to be a receiver that I don't think that North Carolina currently has on um, on its roster right now. And I think that they were definitely – well, I know that they were definitely looking for a receiver that had those sort of capabilities. John, let me just ask you, you had an opportunity to see a little bit of the video. What did what were your thoughts on um, well, on Spotsville? Well, first off, he's way quicker than what I thought he was going to be, honestly. I mean, I know that you kind of raved about his speed, Don, but just watching it in person, I was very just impressed by his top-end ability. And also, he does those running back tendencies. I mean, we've said it a couple times now, but the way that he's able to kind of cut through guys and see lanes that are going to be forming, because in in the videos that you're talking about, you know, he catches the ball and then it's not like he's getting it completely alone where he's just outrunning guys. He's actually having to break some tackles and there are defenders in his, in his path, but he does a really good job of following some of the blockers that he has. And then the rest of it, you know, he just uses his speed and power to kind of finish off those, those runs. And um, I was just impressed overall. I mean, I think, He's a bigger guy, and he's kind of more in that mold, I would say, 
of at least in high school and obviously this is going to be a name that a lot of people are you're probably going to be a little bit surprised of but he reminds me a little bit of like a Hakeem Nix type guy where he's someone that is has the, those instincts has the speed but also has the, the the power as well and again not trying to say that he's going to be the, the next Hakeem Nix but just watching his film that's what kind of stood out to me Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to figure out who he reminds me of, um, who would be a, a good, um, I guess, um, example for people to kind of look at to get in their mind. I, I've really kind of struggled to think of someone, at least that has played at UNC. But I think, you know, the thing that I really love about him is the fact that he just always runs behind his pads. What I mean by that is even on contact, he's gaining – an extra yard or two because he's, he has a forward lean with, with his run, which is, is so key um, to always getting positive yardage whenever he touches the ball. Yeah, and that's something that you absolutely need to see out of your wide receivers because, you know, if you're catching the ball but then just being tackled immediately, you're not really doing a whole lot for the team. But if you can just turn every catch into positive yardage, <laughs> that's what the UNC coaches are going to be prioritizing for their receivers. Um, Don, anyone else that you wanted to talk about kind of on the on the high school UNC commit side or are we kind of nearing the end of this one and we can wrap it up? I mean, a lot of the guys are having really good years. I mean, the majority of them having really good years. Uh, the the offense alignment is always difficult because unless you watch the film, you don't really know how they're doing. Uh, we did do a breakdown on Awesome Richards uh, was a couple weeks ago, but uh, so overall, I mean, uh, offense alignment is just difficult because there's no real stats for them. But a lot of the guys are doing really well. Um, I do want to mention uh, Drew Little. Uh, he's he's obviously is doing really well as a long snapper. I don't think he's um, he has not had a bad snap all season long, and he handles both punt snaps and um, field goal snaps. But really what's really impressive to me is just his play as a linebacker. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a linebacker for, uh, for North Carolina at all, but um, the fact that uh, you know, he is a football player, not just purely a snapper, snapper is impressive to me. You know, last week he made 13 tackles. Um, the week before he had an interception. You know, he, and he's regularly you know, puts up the double-digit tackles. I think that's really impressive. And like I said, I mean, it just shows he is a football player, and I and I think you want those sort of guys on your roster. You definitely do, and I think that also shows that Drew has a, maybe a little bit more athleticism to him than some fans may have been initially anticipating. Because you know, when you see long snapper, it's a specialty position. A lot of people may just kind of write that one off but you know drew maybe could contribute on special teams a little bit i don't know if the staff would want to risk him in those situations but uh i i've just always like to see the fact that he does have that, that versatility to him uh but don let's go ahead and wrap this one up then man we will be talking i'm sure later on in the week once we get closer to the pit game about some of the recruits that we expect to be on campus for that one. And as a final reminder, everybody, don't forget to head over to the Inside Carolina message boards for your chance to win those two tickets to the home game. You need to enter code 1974. That's 1974 on both the Tar Pit Premium message board and the regular Tar Pit message board to get those tickets that are close to the 50-yard line next to Buck Sanders and around Tommy Ashley. So get those in as soon as you can. But we'll go ahead and sign off. For everyone here at Inside Carolina, thank you all for listening. Again, if you are impacted by Hurricane Florence, 
please be safe and we wish you the best. So for us, that's it. Don, thanks again, man. All right. Thank you. Everyone be safe. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now.